in love with movies, in love, in love with movies. With Danny and Nick. Da da da. Okay, let's try this again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In Love With Movies. I'm Danny Smith. I'm Nick Baldwin. And today, we have a very special guest, Barbara Ann Elizabeth Eckert Smith, a.k.a. my mother. Hello. Um, we recorded part of this before, but we had an incident where Sandy just puked everywhere. Our dog, I don't know why, she just... Podcasts make her nervous. So there was a part of me that was up. about to ask who Sandy is, because otherwise it would just be, if I were listening to this, that would be the first question that I had until you Sandy said Sandy is our dog. Um, okay, so the reason Barb is here today, many of you know her, you love her, you can't get her voice out of your head. Uh, she's here to record and talk about Smith family traditions. You know, and since you can't get her voice out of your head, we thought we'd just put it in your ears. <laughs> so, also Eckert family traditions. Last episode we had Becca and we talked about Baldwin Ferguson family traditions and now we're here to talk about Christmas and uh, the joys of being a Smith. <laughs> so mom what do you what just give our our large audience a brief synopsis what do we typically do for Christmas Eve Christmas what are our traditions? Okay well first let me say that the word Eckert comes in because that's who I was before <laughs> we were, I was ever married and became a Smith. So the Eckerts were my parents who were very formal and very had very ritualized customs and you were always required to be there and attend those dinners. Um, they used fancy Haviland china. The dining room was always fully dressed, napkins rolled, even stuffed into little ceramic Christmas trees. Cloth napkins. Um, yep, real cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a, a big deal, big deal to my mom, big deal to my dad. We always had uh, turkey and sometimes a ham in addition on Christmas. Wow. Dad always had to be the one to carve the turkey. And Christmas presents were not opened until after dinner. And so there was always anticipation, especially <laughs> when Danielle and David, David is Danielle's brother, uh, who is one year younger than her, uh, were, were young. It was a really kind of great time back then. The house was decorated to the hilt. Uh, I followed suit uh, for the, throughout my adulthood years. Same thing, always decorating like a nut. <laughs> and uh, absolutely loved Christmas. Uh, we did the whole church thing. It was just phenomenal. And when the family all lived in Chicago, it was really great because there used to be about 18 to 20 of us, a couple of the little kids running around. And uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful memory. So once I got married, I kind of followed that tradition. Um, my parents gave up eventually having Christmas at their house, and it would be at my house. Um, I didn't have a big place like they did, but uh, I did try to dress it up and use the good china or borrow it from my mom, and it was always a really wonderful tradition. I was a little nuts on Christmas, would buy an average of 10 to 15 gifts per child, and make sure that they didn't know what they were and they were hidden well because Santa Claus, Santa Claus, of course, had to be the one to bring them. Um, my husband Dan and I, God rest his soul, he's been in heaven for 19 years. Um, oops, sorry, still get choked up. Uh, still miss him. We would have a tradition where we would have a bottle of wine. Uh, after the kids went to bed. And Whoa, we... I don't know if I want to hear this part. <laughs> yeah, where does this go? Uh, it's, e it's easy. Have the bottle of wine, wrap the presents, and then go to bed, and then 
course, get up early because the kids were up at the crack of dawn wanting to know what was under the tree and if Santa Claus came. So did you guys ever have to do that stuff, sorry to interrupt, the, uh, like, staying up late, putting things together for David always, and Daniel? Always. <laughs> it was crazy, too, especially when they were little and didn't have a lot of those really cool outside toys or the bikes or whatever when they were Ooh, just getting Barbie to be that age. Barbie convertible. Yep. That was the badassest present I ever got. You got that for your birthday, though. Oh, darn it. I didn't remember that. I was like three. Uh, oh, wait. No, no. I do believe you got that for your birthday, and that was partially from Grandpa and Grandma Eckert. Because uh, Grandpa Eckert especially absolutely Was rich. And absolutely adored Danielle and David. They were his pride and joy. But mom, you're skipping the, the Christmas Eve joy. You got married and then there was a Christmas Eve that right. was added on. And that's the Smith family Yeah, side. at first it wasn't. At first it was all cramming it in on Christmas Day. Oh. Both? Yes. Oh. Yeah. We would go to Dan's family's house and then still have to go to either my parents' house or come back to our house and have Christmas. So it oh. was... It when was, did that switch over? I think about 10 to 15 years ago. Maybe 12 years I don't know. We would have to verify that with Grandma Smith. Uh, Jenny is a loyal uh, listener. Jenny, ask Grandma. <laughs> How many years and, do and we let us know. New Year's <laughs> Christmas Eve? And we did that simply because of the convenience, because there was so many of the Nelsons who are part of the Smith clan, and they had obligations with their side, too, that it just got too crazy for everybody to try to do the same thing on Christmas Day. Go there, go to the in-laws, go to the, you know, and then still have a nice, peaceful Christmas at their home. And fit in church. Yes, <laughs> so. correct. We are a strong Catholic family here, so church is important. Um, well, currently we're practicing just Christian Christianity. We just go to Your our father family. was very oh, Catholic. Oh, my father was very, very, very. He was going to be a priest, church. but then he was like, oh, Mary Lou. All right, I'm going to marry her. I don't want to be a priest anymore. <laughs> Um, so actually, as we're recording this, it is Christmas Eve. We got a couple hours and we're going to head over to Grandma Smith's. And that, to me, I remember the two different sides of Christmas. There is the, the Smith-Nelson side, which is genuinely crazy. There are tons of little children running around, lots of presents, craziness, all fit into a South Side house uh, on the South Side of Chicago. Yep, Chicago bungalow. And it's wild. And then I would remember the fancy Christmas on Christmas Day where I had to be dressed to the nines and use my manners. <laughs> but that was always I very... Use my manners. It was always challenging with Danielle because she <laughs> seems to still, to this day, like to use her fingers instead of forks. I'm glad you said we're going to call her out for that, how difficult manners are for her because, you know... <laughs> Yes. Uh, she acts appropriately, except when the food is actually important. <laughs> food is important to me. Do you have a favorite holiday memory? Oh, my gosh. I put her on the spot. Can I share one? Yes. This is my mom's. This is live, Mom. You can't go back. So what I remember. What you say. Oh, dear. This oh, is very happen. funny. I'm the, very nervous right now. The year I my dad passed oh, away in no. November. I know what she's going to say. And so, obviously, that was hard time for, hard Thanksgiving for my mom, hard Christmas. And so, I remember my grandpa was like, hey, I'll take the kids, Barb. You go shopping. And <laughs> Oh, wait. I, now I think I know what this story is. Continue. <laughs> and so, I, I don't know if you were just super excited or you weren't paying attention. And my mom was like, thanks, Dad. And backed straight into his Cadillac. I and sure she did. 
Besides just backing into the Cadillac, I remember her bursting through the door and going, Merry fucking Christmas! <laughs> and I just took out the side of your car. Yeah, I didn't know what happened. It's not a great holiday memory, but it sticks out to me. <laughs> what I, were you yeah, going to say? I can understand that one. Because, uh, it was traumatic, and I really didn't want a Christmas shop, Christmas shop because I was depressed. I yeah. lost the love of my life, and my soulmate, and the father of my kids. It was really... That's well. That's a memory, I guess, in itself. Is all those years, not the last few years, because my father is now in heaven along with my mother. Um, my father stepped in, and at Christmas time every year, he was always there for me, there to watch the kids, there to encourage me to go shopping. Uh, would hand me money to go shopping. Because he was rich, but <laughs> <laughs> times were a little rough for me financially after Dan passed. And they still are. But hey, whatever, I'm still here. So I think um, my favorite actual tradition is just the way we do it. The, mm-hmm. the whole Christmas Eve at Grandma Smith's, I love it. It's just fun, silly. No one drinks. It's not an alcoholic holiday. It's just fun, good family. They play games. We get silly. Well, Santa comes. We have indoor oh. snowball fights. Indoor yep. snowball fights, Santa yeah. comes Every stinking year. He does. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then we come home and we're tired, but the anticipation of Christmas Day is still there. And nobody gets up as early um, as they used to, except for me, because the dogs are always yapping to go outside <laughs> at 5.30 Or in the puking, morning. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, whatever's going on with that. And then we just take our time. Our, our new tradition, now that uh, Nick is part of the family, uh, we just take our time. Wrap some, unwrap some presents, make some breakfast, usually bacon. Oh my God, I didn't buy bacon. We got to stop at the store. Oh, oh no, we got to get the bacon. Oh my God, we got to get some cinnamon rolls too. Bacon, eggs, and cinnamon rolls. Sometimes forgetting mm-hmm. the eggs, sometimes it's just bacon and cinnamon rolls. <laughs> but um, then we go back to unwrapping and then we all generally relax, chill out because we've already gone to church either on Christmas Eve usually, but this year we hopped it up and went last night. Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, and it was a madhouse over at Parkview. Nuts. Nuts. It was just so, so crowded. But it was still lovely. And then uh, we start cooking dinner, and then my brothers come over. Hope Well, hopefully my one brother comes over, but at least my sister-in-law, his wife, comes over, and my other brother and his wife come over. And um, regretfully, the rest of my siblings are either in Boston or Denver and... So I miss you, Char, miss you, Allison, miss you, Jeremy, miss you, Amber, who am I forgetting? Glenn, oh my God, Glenn, <laughs> miss y'all, and um, that's it, so we just have a nice Christmas dinner. I do, Again, I use my dining room, and I now have my own Christmas dishes. That is correct. So, um, yeah, they're we, not as fancy, but oh, I like them. absolutely not. No, they're, they're, you know, just ceramic, but I waited for so years to purchase. So much shade being thrown right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because Grandpa was rich. <laughs> I don't think it was meant to be shade. I'm really funny. Uh, but yeah, and then we just have dinner and we open a few presents and just sit around, relax, and regretfully, then the holiday is over, which really makes me very sad. So when did the white elephant part of that start? Because I, I feel know. like I remember that every year that I've been yes. there. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, quite a few years ago. I think it was... This will be Nick's sixth Christmas with us. Well then, it was a couple years before Nick, so we've probably been doing a white elephant uh, for about 10 years with my brother and uh, whoever wants to participate. And God knows what's going to be in that white elephant. <laughs> Except for one year. Oh, this is because I did this when I was in college. I got the best white elephant gift I've ever gotten. I 
love squirrels very much. <laughs> All the squirrels. <laughs> and one of the white elephant gifts was a, a squirrel lawn ornament. And I don't think my Uncle Mark realized that that was the greatest gift I could have gotten. So then it came back to college with me. And that became like our tennis team squirrel. And yep. it was Squirrely Smith. He had his own Facebook. And then he traveled around the country. You never knew what picture he was going to pop I, up in. You know, he kept disappearing from my dorm room, so I never knew where he was. But he would show up at, like, college parties, um, in people's birthday cakes. <laughs> it, wait, hold on. Pause. Inside of a person's birthday cake? He would be, like, sitting in it, yeah. That's new. Yeah. I did not hear about mm-hmm. that. He'd be at tennis matches. He'd be, He'd be cheering yep, the, correct. the Lakers on. He would wear green. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I, do, I like our white elephant. I do. I like all of our Christmas traditions, and I'm very blessed that Nick gets to come with us, and Becca is very flexible that she lets us have Christmas after Christmas, Christmas, because the days, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, are very important to me. I also love church, and I love the candles, and when you sing Silent Night, and everything is lit up. Well, it was really nice this yesterday, uh, starting sort of a new tradition, uh, David's girlfriend, Anna, uh, who is a lovely young thing, beautiful blonde, blue-eyed girl, uh, and a sweetheart. Uh, she had invited her family to sit with us at church last night, or at service as we call it at Parkview, and it was kind of kind of cool because I had to go volunteer and then find everybody, and then she was even later than me because she had just got, uh, gotten off of work. So it was a whirlwind Christmas mass, but um, it was really nice to just have more of an extended family now because mm-hmm. um, David's been really seeing Anna and her family. <laughs> and uh, Julie, Anna's mom, has become one of my friends, and it's really lovely. It is. And if you want to go to a church that uses uh, Game of Thrones and Star <laughs> Wars characters as part of the nativity, <laughs> Parkview Christian Church in Orland Park, Illinois, is your place to go. <laughs> <laughs> They're not paying us. This is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we genuinely enjoy it. It's a very interesting church because it's, uh, their philosophy is all are welcome, come as you are. And people do. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, Nick, do you want to add on to your your thoughts on our family tradition since you kind of hopped in like six years ago? Oh, man. Now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, I think I like the the formality of it. Uh, and like, the, like you guys kind of talked about, there's different, very specific processes to things. I... I didn't realize, although I'm honored that you credit me with the sort of new Christmas morning of, you know, the, the food that we have and or the, 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 well, the laid back nature so. of things. I do, I do love bacon. That is, <laughs> that is an accurate statement. Yes. I like food in general. Breakfast food is, anytime someone asks me my favorite food is, breakfast food. Even more than pizza, which is Whoa. hard wow. to say. Whoa. Um, yeah. But and then I think I enjoy the feeling that comes from a, a big family around the holidays. and Because you kind of, even on the Eckert side, <laughs> Barbara's mouthing, we don't have a big family. Well, compared to my family, <laughs> even the Eckert side alone is a big family. And then going to the Smith side where the Nelsons and everyone else, that's well, like, that's the big family. That's, a, that's yeah, an unheard that's, of, un, yeah. unruly, crazy, large size of and a family for me. And it just keeps growing. And I like it, and I yeah. love it, and that's, you yeah. know, craziness. I kind of mentioned the, like, the snowball fights that happen there. Uncle John and his bags of snowballs. Fake snowballs, by the way. They're, like, plush snowballs. You know, yeah. um, I like the, I really now look forward to, like, trying to figure out what I'm going to do for a white elephant gift every year. Um, yeah, I think that. Plus, I enjoy a laid-back 
Christmas morning. I don't know how much longer it will last because I, I don't know, that's some time in the next five to ten years. I think me and or <laughs> your brother with you and, and you know whoever else. He's, he's saying babies. With. We're gonna have babies. Yahoo! <laughs> and and in that longer time frame, especially those babies will eventually get to the point where they disrupt the <laughs> oh, oh gosh, yes. the laid back, <laughs> slow going nature yeah. of. So I'm gonna enjoy that uh, while we have it. I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Take take yeah, note. Yeah, it will definitely change the whole ordeal, and mm-hmm. I'll have to. Childproof my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. All the decorations yeah. you have. Oh. Yeah. How did yeah. you used to do that? Because I mean, you, like you said, you've always had decorations, but at some point you had to make sure that they the weren't going to. The kids were just good. They knew <laughs> that Christmas decorations were kind of, I don't want to say sacred because that's a little rough and I'm certainly, you know. Don't want to overstate. Yeah. But everybody just loves them and cared for them. I even think... even David was a pretty wild little boy, <laughs> constantly on the go. But he never wrecked anything anywhere. I mean, no one that ever, I think, really wrecked anything sometimes might have been my dad <laughs> putting things up or, um, you know, putting too many things in one place and mm-hmm. knocking something down and then... Sounds boy like something did, I would do. Boy, did he get holy hell, as they said, from my mother. <laughs> Mary Lou. Mary Louise. I yes. think that grandpa and grandma, especially grandma, instilled a, like you were saying, these decorations are special and yep. sacred. Because she used to have those, what are they called? Like Fabergé yep. eggs, eggs yep. that were decorated for Christmas. And then she would have all these fancy ornaments from every country wow. she's been to. They had how many trees? One per room. That's why my yep. mom now has one per room. So she, grandma would just say, this is beautiful. These are things that we admire. We do not touch it. And then you listen to grandma because grandma is scary. I only met your grandma in the last couple of years and still scary. Much, she was much kinder. Oh, oh my gosh. All right, enough. Mom, I love you. I loved I, her very much. I but miss she you. Inspired respect and Correct. fear. Yes. Yeah, the last few years of her nursing home days, she did. Settled down and was a little more gentler and kinder. Except she'd always so. remind me how fat I was. <laughs> and she'd say it to me too, and I'd say, Mom, you want me to roll you over by a mirror so you can look at yourself? <laughs> I honestly, at this point, that's one of those memories that I can't remember if I ever got to see you do that or have just heard the story enough times. I can literally picture it, and then you said her response was, No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. No. So, in summary, what I love about Christmas, I agree with you, the traditions, but they're so very opposite. Because I was thinking, we are so slow on Christmas morning. Everyone opens one at a time. We all watch what we're opening. The Smith's house, everyone gets their present. They say, one, two, three, go. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And there's 25 people ripping things open. You're like, what'd you get? What did Grandma get you this year? What's happening? So Who had you in the grab bag? Complete (laughs) pandemonium. And sometimes, this is a new tradition for Aunt Mary Beth and Uncle John. Yep. They have a lot of stuff. (laughs) And they're kind of, uh, they just collect funny items. And then they like to wrap up the things they have in their house and give them to people. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say that I didn't get a chance to for payback. So maybe Uh oh oh no, in the next hour we we would have to rampage. I mean, not junk. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, so so some people do get an extra gag gift over there, which and it's always from. I believe I got left out last year, and I let everybody know it. Uh-oh. Oh, so, she's yeah. so you're gonna get a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and they're always from like secret people. So one time I got like two Danielle Love Joe Jonas, and I'm like, "What is this?" And you open it, and it's a book about the Jonas Brothers. Clearly, Jenny's old book that she didn't want anymore that was <laughs> given. You got a, a book that's how to how to deal with an idiot. 
Or how to live with an idiot or something? I, I, think so, I thought yeah. I got that. Oh, we gifted it to you. Oh, it's here, yes. In fact, it's in the pile to go to Goodwill. I, th- I think it might have gone, it, it might have become the white elephant gift the year that I got it the night before. Oh, there's also. I should pull that out of the bag. <laughs> there's um, a pair of reindeer slippers that have been making its rounds for like 10 yep. or 15 years. Yep. There My were pajama jeans. I was going to say, the pajama, oh, pajama jeans, though, but here's the funny were... thing about the pajama jeans Danielle likes them. I, no, Nick wears them. Yes, oh. all the time. It was, I think, my first Christmas, maybe, or maybe it was my second, but I remember that it was like a gag gift that was like, we yes, all had to was. tear it open or something like that, uh-huh. and it was whoever could wrestle it. Long story short, I don't even think I was the one who won it, so to speak, And but whoever did was like, I don't want these, and I was like, I do, and so I took them, and now I wear them regularly. Yeah, that side of the family has a very fun sense of humor. Yep. It's uh, rooted in... Uh, Making fun of each other, <laughs> harassing one another, and playing gags on one another. As but, families do. Yeah. As family do. Um, well, that I think that sums up our in love part. Is there any last thoughts you had? About family traditions. About Christmas? I just absolutely love Christmas, and um, I just hate when it ends because it makes me sad. <laughs> but uh, I love our, our traditions here. It's nice. Agreed. Well, this episode will be forever in the interwebs, and so whenever you are feeling sad, whether it is two days from now or two weeks from now, just, you know, pop this back on and uh, think back on it. Wonderful. All right, and up next is uh, Barb's favorite part. She's ready for this. We're about to talk about Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. In love with movies. Da-da-da. And we're back. Time for, Mom, you pressed the wrong button on the YouTubes. <laughs> she didn't turn it off. She turned it into the next song. All right. So now we're at the With Movies segment of our podcast where we talk about movies. And so I had to think about what was my favorite Christmas movie ever. I, I'm just kidding. I didn't have to think. It was very easy. Uh, so we chose Christmas Vacation. And obviously, I think Barb agrees that it's also your favorite movie of all time. You got that right. <laughs> so we're just going to talk a little bit about it and um, have Nick interject a couple of times because it is not his favorite Christmas movie of all time. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> um, I have thoughts. So just the first question, Mom, is do you remember your love at first sight when the first time you, you saw this movie? Um, when it first came out, I do believe. Um, Saw it in theaters? No, I don't. Well, I must have. Well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) When's the first time you specifically remember seeing it? I specifically remember watching it with Dan and laughing our butts off, and he thought it was just as funny as I did. And uh, I don't think we even had the kids yet, but we just had each other at that point. Yeah, I'm going to see when it came out. What is your story, Danielle, that you remember? Or do you remember? I don't remember it either. I think it's just always been a part of my life. That <laughs> it's yeah, just, every Christmas you yeah. just start watching Christmas movies, but I will always watch this one. In fact, in preparation for today, I have probably rewatched it fifteen times. Which fifteen is, times. Which 15 is normal. Times. This season alone. This season alone, while I was decorating, while I was trying to decorate, while I was trying to figure out wiring. So I didn't end up as uh, like Chevy Chase <laughs> I was gonna say when that's I was funny. doing the but exterior well. decor because this year I am alone, a 
single woman, more or less, even though David lives with me. Hit her up, guys. <laughs> and so I did the outside decorations myself. And when I plugged them in, they all worked. <laughs> Temporarily. Um, so this movie came out in 1989, so it was pre-me. Okay. Yes, it was pre-you. <laughs> <laughs> and pre-David. Uh, for those of you who don't know, you're wrong for not seeing this movie. It's a, one of the... Is there three vacation there's oh, there Vegas is, yeah. there is Wally National World. Lampoon's vacation yes. there is European vacation oh, there is like Christmas vacation and then there is Vegas vacation. Vegas vacation and then if you want to count it the Ed Helms reboot of vacation oh. which mm. also had Chevy Chase because Ed Helms was supposed to be playing uh Rusty his kid yeah so that came out like two or three years ago we won't oh. count it but anyways of the franchise in my opinion this is the best one and my at love at first sight oh, sorry. moment for the movie <laughs> was I, I of course like always grew up being aware of it. Uh, you know, it, the movie came out at one point where it was something that became a discussion. I feel like for most people within the like what is you know good Christmas movies or what have you. But I think my family, my mom's favorite is like It's a Wonderful Life, so it goes way back. And so those would be the movies that I would watch. And my family just never much cared for this. So the first time I ever watched it from start to finish was after I met Danielle. And I think probably at that first Christmas together, you were like, what? What do you mean you've never seen it from start to finish? And wow. so that was probably my, my at first sight. I had seen scenes. I had certainly seen it on TV, but I never had the urge to, to stop and watch the whole thing. And I yeah. think that has, that lack of nostalgia around it for me may have colored my opinion of the movie, much as uh, your lack of... Having seen The Matrix colored, you know, when you see a movie decades after it was released, I think all movies are to at least some degree, some are more timeless than others, but I think to some degree any movie is always going to be like of its time. And if you didn't see it during that time, some of them don't, uh, don't age as well for the first time that you see them. So, Yeah, I mean, I did, fun fact, I had both my best friends, Brie and Lizzie, come over this year and I was like, you guys, you haven't seen Christmas Vacation? We gotta watch it. Liz fell asleep, which is her MO. She does that everywhere, all the time. She always falls asleep. Damn, and called out. <laughs> she did not fall asleep last week or Saturday. <laughs> she did not. Okay, she doesn't always do it, but most of the time she falls asleep doing something. And Brie hated it. She said, what is this? This is not cool. So I think oh Nick my. might have a, a point where it is nostalgia, but I don't care. <laughs> I nor, love the nor way should it, you. it makes me feel. Chevy Chase is a comedy genius. And I wrote down a bunch of notes about, you know, being a professional comedian of five years at the Second City. Darn right. Um, a lot of the ways that these scenes are written are pure comedy gold. For example, when he's in the attic and he gets hit in the oh, head God. with the uh, planks. Yes. It happens three times. Yep. In comedy, there's a rule of threes. It must always happen three times. That's what makes it hilarious. Because the first time... It just might have happened second time. It confirms that it happened the third time. It's like, oh my God, it happened for the third time. <laughs> so he smacks himself in the head for the third time. Another bit of comedy genius, which I think is so funny, is when he goes into his boss's office and he says, I got you something special. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, put it on the, the table with the other ones. And it's literally shaped exactly yep. like 15 Every other presents. <laughs> and they never mention it. It's just very funny. It's so. just there. You, you And you mentioned the same thing, like... In terms of, what, like, uh, what would you call it, like, prop work, prop things that are prop comedy that's happening in the background that's never actually mentioned, but it's just like, it's there and you notice it. And the same thing happens in his conversation with Eddie 
in the, the grocery store. And Eddie is just like subtly stacking their grocery cart full of all of these things that are like for a dog and therefore clearly for Eddie. But you know that Clark is the one buying the groceries. Or even at the beginning when Clark and Ellen have a conversation about how I wrote this down. Uh, Clark Griswold sets standards that no one oh, can yes. love live up to. Yes. She's just saying, you know, it's not going to be a perfect Christmas. And he's <laughs> reading a book after he fell into a tree. Uh, they cut down the Christmas tree. And he just keeps sticking to the pages. And they never, ever, like, mention it's the sap or anything. It's just like, this is what's happening. And his wife keeps peeling it off his hand. And then he goes to kiss her goodnight. And his hands get stuck in her hair and pulls her hair. And she still (laughs) keeps talking like it's normal. And I feel like that's an example of me maybe just like... I miss the boat on it or something oh because my God, it's so there funny. is a line that happens right before that scene where it's just like the last, like almost as the scene's fading out where he says like, you know, the tree is very dense or something and full of sap. Like, and he just, that's the last line in the last scene as he's released the tree and he says full yeah. of sap. And then you cut yeah. to him having things, but they've never mentioned it. The first several times I can remember seeing that scene, I was thinking to myself, what the hell is going on? I literally did not understand. And I think you had to explain to me, it's the tree set. <laughs> it's just very funny. Do you have a favorite scene, Mom? Um, She's Googling things, by the way, right now <laughs> as we talk about no, this. No, because Nick left a little bit out about It's three words. It's uh, about the tree. I wanted to look at it. It was something... Um, something, something, be- full beautiful, sap. something, glorious, full sap. Full yeah, sap. and it's just... It, reiterates in your brain and that's again the rule of three in comedy ah, they said three things and right. the sap you're is correct. what they landed on I don't know one of my favorite uh, things with Ellen is mm-hmm. when Chevy Chase goes under the semi <laughs> with the car and he his facial expressions that throughout that is just just tremendously funny and she just says Clark I don't want to be dead on Christmas <laughs> and she, you know if you think about the big picture who could do that? <laughs> you couldn't get back out underneath <laughs> from that truck. It's it just, I don't know. I have so many favorite scenes from that. I think the whole uh, with Cousin Eddie talking about his uh, metal plate in his brain <laughs> uh, when uh, Chevy Chase is going to take his new formulated sled down. And he, oh my God, that's just psychotic funny with the, the fireworks shooting off and he's mm-hmm. high speed and ends up going through the donation box. And, you know, <laughs> it's just absolutely funny. But with I wrote Eddie, that exact line down because we had talked about it before. Yeah, with uh, Eddie, he's saying he says, "Don't want to go sailing down a hill with nothing but the gr- nothing between the, the ground, ground and my, my brain, brain. <laughs> but a, but a piece of government plastic." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then he follows it up, though, with saying, he's commenting on, like, worried about getting a dent in the plastic, and he goes, over here's good, yeah. but, and, <laughs> but, if it, but if it happened on this part of my head, it would really mess up my hair. <laughs> I know. He's just funny. It is very funny. Yeah. I want to get to talking about the characters, but one thing I noticed, because there's just, that, that's what they are, is they're characters. There's so many characters in this yep. movie. But the first, I think for the first time today when I rewatched it, I realized that... Clark, we were talking about this, is a genius. He's like a chemist. Yes, he is. And he yes. makes uh, food, what is it called? Additives, something crazy. <laughs> Preservative stuff. additives Preservatives. or something. Yeah, it's just beyond, and he doesn't even speak in a normal language yeah. when he's talking to coworkers yeah. and his boss says, I want it in layman's terms. 
so I could present it well. Yeah. And even his co-worker got bored with the explanation of this new thing that he was going to get the giant award for. That he was going to put on cereal. Yeah. I, was, I literally cereal, had the thought yeah. this time that I don't think I'd ever noticed that there was the setup that took place with him and his, his co-worker. That the punchline was his boss saying, give it to me in layperson terms. Yeah. And him being like, oh, of course, I would never do anything else. It's like, but you, if you're paying attention, literally two seconds before that, right. he was he like... Us, yeah, whatever that <laughs> statement is, it's blah, 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 But then it's so funny later when it comes back that he's like, this is new stuff I'm working on to de-stick grease from right. pans. And that's what makes the sled just yeah, yeah, shoot. Sh oh, my God, the sled's funny. It's yes. very funny. Um, I also just love that it's Underappreciated intelligent goofballs. It is. I love that it's in Chicago. I love that she yes, had old Macy's. Yep. Um, I wrote down, you were talking about this earlier, every single person's facial expressions are so funny. Oh my God, their so faces funny. are amazing. Ellen, the wife, what's her name? In real life, we should give her credit. Anyways, oh, oh. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Yep. Yes. She is brilliant in this she movie. Is. I think she's an underrated character because her she reactions is. are so real. And if she, I, I buy that she's his wife in real life because he's so out there and she's just very calm. And she's like, this is how it is. This is how it's always been. This is how I've learned to live right. with him. And when she figures out that it's really the light switch that's holding the whole production off on the housing, mm -hmm. you know, with all the lighting, it's like See, crazy. now this gets at one of my complaints towards the movie, though. Okay. Uh -oh. I think it is a little bit dated in terms of its definition of marriage, in my own opinion. Uh, and, and especially because... He is sort of always deferred to almost as the head of the household, but she is the one who's <laughs> actually figured, like, that is a perfect example of, like, he gets full credit and she doesn't say a darn thing yep. at all, but she's the one who, you see the light bulb moment where she goes, oh, yep. it's that light and switch, and she goes and flips it, and he has this, you know, go, 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 hallelujah music, <laughs> and he's so happy about it, and she comes out and sure enough and is just saying, it's absolutely beautiful, Clark. It's yep. so gorgeous. And doesn't say anything to get any of the credit for the fact that she had to figure it out for him. Well, what do you mean by that? Because honestly, I think that's just her showing how much she truly loves Clark. That's why I said... She just loves him to death, no matter what he is or who he is, because yeah. she just loves him. I think it's a realistic relationship. But I'm with you that it's like... Nick asked me this question when we were watching the movie. He was like, would you do that? Would you not say anything? I was like, no! I'd rub it in your face that I figured it out. Absolutely! But I think it just shows that their relationship works, that she understands that she is she is not the, she is the head of the household. Clark is not the head of the household. <laughs> Very clearly. But because he has such an anger and ego problem, she lets him believe that he is, and that's what makes their marriage work. And he's very kind to her. He like, is. He's yeah, never he not to nice to he her. He loves her to death, and she loves him to death. You know, putting the finger in his little uh, dimple. dimple in his chin, chin and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I well, I also think in that respect that um, he is out there because he is brilliant, and so some of the domestic little things <laughs> slip by him, as we've always heard many times about people. The most, some of the most intelligent people in the world have zero common sense. Didn't I say that earlier? I was like, this is just a perfect example of a smart man yep. who's dumb in real life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then you said something else about that. <laughs> I said it reminds me of Nick. <laughs> I don't think you're dumb in real life. <laughs> I am. I, I need help sometimes in, in regular life. You, you keep you my social very... calendar even with my friends when yeah. you're not hanging out with me. So <laughs> Exactly. You're just, Nick is also very, very smart, very academic. But sometimes, like you were saying, if the lights didn't work a million times, you do the same thing Clark did. Kick the Santa Claus over and get super angry. And it's just, I don't know. I 
think one thing I love about this movie is it shows real humans. There's not really a story. It's just them living their lives. No, it's, <laughs> it's about their traditions and how it changed a little bit. But I will tell you the same thing happened here. When I was putting up my decorations, I got frustrated after <laughs> almost, I almost got electrocuted by a Santa Claus when I pulled out his plug that, uh, yeah, this former man in my life gave me, not knowing that there was an issue with the cord, I'm sure. But it did. Boom. And I don't know how I didn't get electrocuted, <laughs> so it was God watching over me. But my son David couldn't understand why I was getting so angry as Mary and Joseph weren't working and one of the white men was and, and the Santa Claus, I was so angry because he was so beautiful when I first had him on until he almost electrocuted me. And so I went to great lengths to find new cords, new plugs, new backs because they're blow molds and they're Victorian. Long story short, you had to have special ones. I bought them and I had to have David help me screw them into the plastic and we had to make new holes and everything. Wow. And he said to me, why is this so important to you? <laughs> And I said, because I put in the effort, I want Christmas to be lovely. It's like when you go climbing at your gym. You get a great sense of accomplishment when you're done. I want it to be perfect and done. I, it's my Chevy Chase moment, mm -hmm. just like he wanted it, because he put the effort in, right? So you want it to be perfect. And I can say that tonight, in about 20 minutes, when we turn on the lights, Everything is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you also said something there that I think gets slept on about this movie. It, you just mentioned that it's about uh, family traditions and starting new family traditions. I think it's so kind of subtly, in my opinion, said that you don't really pick up on it unless you're paying attention. It seems to be the first time that he's getting to host right. the, the, the big family host. tradition. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of why it is so important to right. him, is trying to kind of... Right. Uh, you know, match that that uh, love and fervor and what he remembers of it. And that's also the scene of, like, him looking at old videos, yeah. you know what I mean, up in their attic of, like, what he remembers, their mm -hmm. tradition, and, and sort of, as an adult, it never quite matching up to what you, you perceived it as necessarily as a kid, but always pursuing it and doing a great job with it. That part in the attic, actually, does get to me, and it brings a tear to my eye, just like it does Chevy Chase, because it does bring back all your memories of what you... The, the hopes, the dreams, the, the lovely memories you had as you were growing up, etc. And so even though it's a comic genius movie, as far as I'm concerned, it is supposed to be touching, and that does touch me. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Until I, he falls back to the <clears throat> attic floor. <laughs> well, but that's good, because you've got to break the tension, right? With the comedic <laughs> moment. That's what comedy is, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so I have one more note about that. Is I think the reason this movie works so much with the comedy, especially the physical comedy, let's be real, Chevy Chase is a physical comedian. Yes, he is. Is because they never show you, even though clearly every time he falls off the roof, falls through the roof, falls whatever, off the he ladders, would get, yep. runs into a donation box. Yep. He would get very hurt, <laughs> but they always stop it right before, so it's still fun. It's always ah, fun, yeah. so you find the joy in like, he is sledding 40 miles down a highway into a Walmart or whatever. <laughs> it was a Walmart, I think, yeah. And also when he falls, they pull the attic down. If he fell out of the attic, dang. <laughs> he would have broken his neck or something, but he's always fine. So I think that's what makes it such a good family movie is because it's not like in real life. It's just like, this is funny, this is physical, and then we're moving on. We are recording in a kitchen right now, so if you're hearing some <laughs> noise, background noise. going, yes. We apologize and uh, bear with us. So this movie, 
I think another part that makes it one of the greatest movies of all time is the characters are so brilliant. So I'm going to name a couple of the characters, and I want you guys to each talk about which one is your favorite. So there's obviously Clark Griswold and his wife, Ellen. There's Rusty and... I can't remember the daughter's name. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Um, we need... Oh, uh... Wait, Clark, her eyes are frozen. Um, wait, what, uh... Oh. We'll come back to that. So there's the... the ki- I don't think the kids do much in this movie. Nope. Even though Johnny Galecki... It plays Rusty, who's the guy in the Big Bang Theory. Yes, though. I know. Yeah, but they don't really do much. Rusty's been replaced in every single one of these yeah. movies. Yeah, so is the daughter. Yeah. I love this daughter in this movie. I don't, I can't stand the daughter in, I think it's actually... Regular. Wally World one. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, Vacation. I don't, I yeah. don't like her at all. Um, then there's obviously the two sets of parents. Clark's parents, who are super sweet and loving, and then... Ellen's parents who are really mean <laughs> and kind of just like stuck up. I would say though, I think this movie is one that is from Clark's perspective. It is Clark kind of is the narrator of source, even though there's not literal narration. And in that sense, I wonder if what you are seeing is the perception of people filtered through sort of his view of things. And especially because we know that that's like the stereotypical view of your own in-laws, parents versus yeah. in-laws. But True. Um, there's also... Uh, cousin Eddie uh-huh. and Catherine uh-huh. and their two adorable kids and then uh, adorable they are uh-huh. really really cute that one daughter Ruby of theirs Sue every time adorable. I, I don't like the boy he just reminds me Rocky of, yeah he's ugh. Ruby yeah. Sue looks to me like you guys you I know neither of you are probably going to recognize this at all but a movie from my childhood growing up is Aliens uh, which was, uh, you know, the, the sci-fi horror flick. Isn't that Sigourney Weaver? And there's, Audrey. Oh, Audrey is, is the daughter. Sigourney name. Weaver. And, uh, but there's a character called Newt in one of the Aliens movies. I think it's Aliens, the second one. Anyway. That looks like she, I swear to God. Ever. And I've looked it up before because I think it looks like the same actress. It's not. I just oh. always think of that girl every time I see it. By the way, Audrey is played by Juliette Lewis, who is actually a famous actress. So. Correct. <laughs> um, and then Cousin Eddie, yeah, I said that, and his family, who are fantastic. Um, and then oh, yeah. the Margo. aunt and the oh, uncle. Sorry. Aunt Bethany. Oh, I love Aunt Bethany. Aunt Bethany. Oh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Aunt Bethany. Bethany. And then... <laughs> that blessing. That blessing. The people, the people uh, that we sleep on. Are Margot and Todd, yes. who are the neighbors, who, uh, what Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who obviously is famous for Seinfeld and Veep, and then the, uh, the guy I don't know the guy. I, he, <laughs> I don't he, think he probably did other things. We, you know, he does a fine performance for this, but uh, have no idea what else you might have seen him in. Yeah. yeah. So there's just like a, a list, a cast of characters here. Mom, who's your favorite? I have two. <laughs> it's cousin Eddie, obviously. Yeah, and I love Ellen. I, Ellen's yeah, great. I really do. I did. Her facial expressions are amazing. Her silence at times is golden because mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't need to say anything to get the point across. And um, I, I don't know. She's just a sweetheart. She, she really is, a is. Sweetheart. and she's patient, kind, and truly loves Clark for him being all that he is. You know what part cracks me up? Talk about her silence. When the police come in the house and they're oh like, freeze! God. It's one of my favorite. And she has her hand on his, on his dick. On his dick. Go ahead and say it. It's crotch okay. is nicer. Oh, sorry. At his crotch. <laughs> we and dropped then, an F-bomb on the first half of this podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, you said I did it because I, well, yeah. I said we. I wasn't putting it on you. Uh, and uh, then, yeah, then she goes to shake the boss's oh wife's God. hand. With and her then, other hand yep, It's just very funny. But yeah, Cousin Eddie, he's just the best. He, he is so funny. Everything he you says. got to love him. His, <laughs> this is what he talks about Ruby Sue. 
falls in a well, <laughs> eyes go crossed. Yeah. Gets kicked by a mule, they go back. I don't know. <laughs> it just makes me laugh so much. Oh, my God. Oh, don't worry about it, Clark. He's just yakking out a bone. Oh, the dog's snot. And then um, he also says, where does he say? Uh... Before we left, he drank a half a quarter Pennzoil. <laughs> Should have seen him when he lifted his leg. <laughs> yeah. Just so no, funny. My God. Everything he says is very Is stupid. he your favorite character too then, Danielle? No. no. Oh, he isn't. My favorite character is Aunt Bethany. Really? <laughs> she is a very small part, but I just think she is the funniest. She is hysterical. What's, your, what's the thing you always are constantly quoting around the holidays? Well, there's the blessing, but she doesn't but say they, that. Right. No, her I'm saying what she says. says. She, the, her first line in the whole movie is, is your house on fire, Clark? <laughs> I just think that's the... And then she walks in, she goes, are we at the airport? <laughs> Danny <laughs> randomly quotes, is your yeah. house on fire, Clark? Yeah. The whole holiday season. Just out of nowhere, yeah, she'll say house it. house on fire. Well, and she then, can't believe that it's not the same house. She, th- she thinks they moved. It's bigger than your <laughs> old house. <laughs> that's right. And is uh, Rusty in the army or... What, is Rusty you... still in the Navy? Oh, Navy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way she talks. And then Aunt Bethany goes, say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> She's just very funny. And she repeats that. Hello, everyone. But the funniest thing to me, and I pointed this out to you earlier, is... She's the only one who hears the dang squirrel in the tree. She can't hear anything. Right. But she hears the squirrel in the tree. Which is my favorite scene. <laughs> with the squirrel. Right. Nick, who is your favorite character? Well, I always like when these moments happen for me. Uh-oh. I, I agree perfectly with Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, I really agree perfectly with you. I my easily, I literally wrote this down because we had talked about wanting cousin Eddie quotes. I literally the first thing I wrote about cousin Eddie is cousin Eddie is the only true redemption for this movie. Like, oh. I know, beep, beep, beep. hot take, hot take. Come at me on uh, whatever social medias. But I, for me, I would say like, and I was gonna say you made me think about it with Ellen though. If you're talking about like true genuine characters Ellen really is as we've already discussed the unsung hero Clark does not listen to her he's kind of a buffoon he's kind of misogynistic there's those scenes where he's like thinking about stepping on on his wife he doesn't do anything but like he's like flirting with that girl who's showing him her ass and all that stuff Side note, I do not personally find her attractive at all. And I, I don't do, either. I, thank you. Actually. More times I get to agree with Barb. I love that. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the... No. So Ellen, I would say, is, is kind of like a close second. But Cousin Eddie, to me, is the, yeah. the like every part about this movie, pretty much, that I actually genuinely chuckle at myself without any influence, yep. is all something around Cousin Eddie. And it is like... From his introduction, when when like he's just randomly staring, standing there, and he's like, "It's beautiful, Clark. It's really gorgeous." And like it takes Clark a moment to really, like, and he's just crushing it. And then you guys, just say, yeah, and then Eddie, he keeps repeating, "Eddie, Eddie, what are you Eddie. There? Oh my god!" That like, and so then there's also you guys have said a lot of the things that I, I won't repeat all of them, but like. <laughs> the grandfather goes to kiss uh, Rocky. Oh, God. And he says, might want to yeah. take a rain check on that, Art. He's got some unidentified fungus going on. He's got a lip fungus. We <laughs> ain't identified yet. And then you said you liked the outfit and you wanted to see me in something like that. Oh, but when God. he is randomly wearing the green pants, the, the white sweater, and the dickie, that you can see the outline <laughs> of the dickie. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Just no, if funny. I'm in, I can honestly say I have to agree with Nick. When I, if I'm in another room... This is I a was, rare moment, friends. Ah, this is true. But <laughs> if I was in any other room of the house and I just got the movie playing and I was decorating or doing dishes or making dinner and I hear those lines coming out of Eddie's mouth, I just crack up. It is... It's just crack me up flipping funny. 
it is he is just so funny and his delivery is is hilarious. And we asked yep. people to give us a lot of their favorite moments when we were sort of announced on Facebook that we were going to be doing this movie. Oh, okay. And I would say I didn't I didn't run the numbers. I'm sorry everyone, but I would say 9 out of 10 responses was something having to do with one of his quotes or his cousin okay. things. And the one we haven't talked about yet, which is one, a lot of people's favorites. Do you what? know which one I'm going to say? Which quote? No, you say it. About the shitter? Yep. Merry ah! Christmas, shitter's full. Well, obviously. That's like the punchline of this movie is Merry Christmas, shitter's, shitter's full. full. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the more you watch this, the more you realize it's not just like a dumb comedy. Everything is connected. The shitter's full is what blows right. up the dang... The Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. All right. And makes, they believe that it's Santa in the sky really soon. Yeah. Oh, God. And then there's the cat and the oh, squirrel. The oh, God. The, squirrel. <laughs> the poor cat. That is yeah, another bit of really good physical comedy on Chevy Chase's part. When it is clearly an empty box and they add, obviously, the cat noise. Oh, yeah, but, but like, the, he's the, managing to shake it in a way that it's like, I totally buy that there is a cat yep, in that box too. right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chevy Chase is great in the movie, but I, it's just. It's not it's his movie. Eddie. It's, it's Eddie. It's Eddie's movie. <laughs> Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Whose brother is very handsome. He got oh, the short. Dennis Quaid? Yeah. yeah. He's up. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize those were mm -hmm. the same. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So obviously we could talk about this movie for a very long time, but you don't want to listen to it anymore. If you want to talk to us more about it, obviously all of us will talk for hours about it, especially Barb. Find Barb. <laughs> talk to her about it. Uh, but we're running out she of time. So our uh, final question is, Mom, would you renew your vows to this movie? Absolutely. I could sleep and shit this morning. <laughs> then her shitter will be full and she'll clean it out and do it again. And Danielle, would you? Uh, yes. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Now, Nick, do I ask you if you renew your vows or how many hearts you would give it? Uh, well, I'll do both because okay. I was going to do both at the same time. I would probably give this movie three out of five hearts. Okay, okay. It's still, it still doesn't rank high for me. But wow. I will say it has been there since the first time that I've watched it. And not only is it not getting any worse, and I would therefore, yes, I would renew my vows is the answer to that level. I would say maybe even on more viewings, it's slowly growing in my esteem. See, maybe, yeah. In reality, maybe you haven't really been watching it that close where you get everything. Maybe yeah. it's that I need to watch it 15 yeah. times a season and for, for 20 years, yeah. and then I... <laughs> well, I haven't watched it 15 times this year, this year because I knew I was doing this with you. But also because of the state of being I'm in, it was a great, it's a great movie for my state of mind right Sure. Now. And yeah. it's, it's helpful, joyous. it's loving, it's joyous, and it makes me forget about other things that might not be so pleasant. And does that mean that I assume each of you would give it five out of five hearts? Uh, five out of five hearts. I'm going ten out of five. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here first. It's the first time we've gone above the five Two heart rating. I love it. Yes. I agree with you. I think the more you watch it, the more you fall in love with the characters, yeah. the more you get them, their motivation. So Brie, if you're listening, and Liz, wake the heck up and watch it again. Um, so... I think that's it. That's it? Okay. Yeah, unless you have if, anything else. Well, left. just if you're ever going to review Shit's Creek, put me in on that one, too. Okay? <laughs> she loves Shit's Creek. Um, well, thank you all for listening. Happy holidays. However you celebrate, it is currently the third day of Hanukkah. It is Christmas Eve. Merry, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas! And happy holidays. Merry Yay. Christmas. Oh, we're supposed to say, love you, Barb. Oh, love you, too. Love you, Danielle. Love you, Nick. Love you all, <laughs> listeners. Thanks again. Have a good uh, holiday. And mm -hmm. listen to our final plugs after.
In love with movies. Da da da. All right, real quickly, I just need to jump in here and add a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, for those of you who thought we may have forgotten, we still have our love notes section. Uh, and so we wanted to add that here at the end. And also I've got some calls to action. So first, love notes. We wanted to say thank you very much. Shingo2112 left us, left us a five-star review and said, just finished the second episode. And I'm happy to say it's as good as the first and getting better. Nick and Danny are like Burns and Allen, with great interplay and genuine affection. I enjoy the wackiness and intelligent back-and-forth fun. Keep it up. I'm your number one fan. Well, thank you, Shingo or Shingo2112. Uh, we really appreciate your feedback, and we appreciate you loving us. We love you, and we're your number one fan just as much as well. To all of our fans out there, thank you very much. And a reminder, you can always leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, and we will include you in our love notes section. All you have to do is leave us a five-star review, and whatever you say, we'll, we'll talk about it. So if you want to leave us a plug, if you want to... Uh, Tell us about what you love about the podcast, what you think we can do better. We want to hear all of it. And with that, we want to hear from all of you. Although our listenership is growing and continues to, thank you all so very much for those of you who've been sharing it. Please don't stop doing so. That's the best way that we can reach more ears. And we want to really grow and have you guys be a part of this experience as well. And so with a part of trying to include you as more a part of the experience, in addition to potentially leaving us love notes or five-star reviews on Apple iTunes. We wanted to remind you all to please uh, talk to us on our social media page at facebook.com slash with movies in love, or you can go at with movies in love. I know it's the, not the direction of the podcast that's flipping the two words, but in love with movies was already taken. And in regards to that, we now have a specific call to action. Some of you out there may already be expecting this, but we have decided for the first time we are going to watch a recently released movie, and we want to know what you are interested in us talking about. So the movie that we are going to be talking about next month in January is going to be the recently released Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. The topic is going to be sharing interests. I'm sure you guys can figure out why that might be something we're discussing along with Rise of Skywalker, but whether it is regarding your different interests or your thoughts and opinions on how you share things with your loved ones and your different interests and your experiences of either those things going good or bad, anything you want to share about that or your thoughts or questions you are curious to know, you know, maybe you want to know what we thought about spoiler, 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 spoiler. Uh, these different things that happened in the movie Rise of Skywalker. As of this recording, we have not seen it, but we will see it by the time we next record and the next time that we publish an episode. Hopefully, all of you will have had more than a month or close to it to see it and therefore can hear our full spoiler talk next month. Again, we want you guys to let us know what your thoughts are, what your questions are around that movie and anything else around our podcast. And you can email us at withmoviesinlove at gmail.com or you can reach us at facebook.com backslash withmoviesinlove in love. We look forward to hearing from all of you and please continue sharing the podcast. Really guys, that helps us out more than I can even say. And also keep giving us those five-star reviews while we growed our listenership, grew our listenership. Uh, we unfortunately only had uh, no, no new re movie reviews, uh, the, the five stars. So we didn't have any more love notes that we could share this time. And so we're probably going to go back to one per, but that also guarantees if you were to share it right now and go uh, give us a five-star review, you'll hear your own thoughts read by us 
us on next episode next month. So thank you all again very much for listening. Uh, Happy holidays to everybody and go see Rise of Skywalker. And then don't forget to put us in your subscribe feed and any of your major listening apps, uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, um, uh, uh, and Spotify, all those things. Make sure to do that. And we look forward to speaking to you all next month. Take care. This podcast has been produced by me, Nick Baldwin, theme music by Danny Smith, using the Anchor app uh, on our iPhone telephone.